Glory. To glory. To glory. Are you guys going from glory to glory by realizing the glory? That you have a rich treasure of glory Christ in you? Alrighty then. <laughs> Colossians hit me today like a milk truck. Chapter 2, verse 9. Whoa. For in him the whole fullness of deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. And you are in him made full. And having come to fullness... <laughs> Somebody say, fullness... Penny? And having come to fullness of life in Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead. <laughs> What's the Godhead? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You're filled with the Godhead. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Fullness. And reach full spiritual stature. And he is the head of all rule and authority of every angelic principality and power. Hmm. Interesting. I never saw that before. So you're telling me that Christ in the fullness and the Godhead are in me and I'm made full and I've come to full spiritual stature, and I'm the head of all angelic rule and principality and power and authority. So why are we submitted to the flesh? Why are we bewitched? we got to believe the word. <laughs> People are real struggling with all the angels that are out there, but... If you struggle with the angel of the Lord that's in here, your struggles cease. I know it's true for even my wife and her struggles and the help that she's asking for and stuff, and that's all fine and dandy. We're all going through stuff, and we're, we're getting delivered from our own sin, every one of us, every single one of us. But do you know how the struggle ends? When you believe that word. When you believe Colossians chapter 2, that you're made full of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that you have Him inside you, and you're not alone, and you're not hiding behind the fig leaves, you're not covered by the stars and sands, you're not covered with creation. What's separating you from the fullness and even the best of the best of so-called apostles and prophets, they miss it here. They miss it here. I've watched them miss it here. They can teach up to a certain measure of faith, but they don't go into that realm of sonship. They don't produce sons of God. They don't produce full ones. They don't produce people that are full of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, full spiritual stature ones. 
because you can only produce what you are according to your measure of faith. And you've received God's measure of faith. You have the faith of God. (laughs) Since Christ is in you, don't you think Christ in you believes in his Father? So what's separating you from the perfection of Christ and the faith of Jesus and his Father? That's what needs to burn. That's your sin. That's your doubt. That's your unbelief. That's the mark of the beast. That's your trust in the natural dimension. That's your idolatry. And we could go on and on about what's blocking you. What it really is, is having a seared conscience because of practicing death. And we think there's not enough life, and there's only a little bit of life, and we, have, we haven't seen a demonstration of resurrection power or sonship or fullness. And it's like, I'm, I'm going to settle for just a little bit of spiritual inheritance. Just enough so my family can be blessed. How about raised in power? How about raised from the dead? How about seated with Christ in heavenly places? And we love quoting that scripture, Ephesians chapter 2, I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. But who's seated with Christ in heavenly places, ruling and reigning over cities and nations? I want to meet them. I want to meet you. I want to learn from the government of God on your shoulders. But I know there are only 12 eagles in the whole planet. I'm telling you guys, this is the forerunning, pioneering work of that reality that every charismatic minister quotes, but does not walk in. Does not walk in. You can't walk in that verse and be a church minister. Doesn't mean you're not loved. Doesn't mean you're not saved. It just means you haven't come into full spiritual stature. You're not pastoring cities and nations yet. Go preach and preach this gospel and disciple all Churches? Oh, wait, it says nations in the Bible. What are we doing? What have we been doing for 2,000 years? We've been trusting in the hand of flesh. We've been trusting in human hands. We've been trusting in buildings made by human hands. You can only serve the hand of God or the human hand. Those are the two trees in the garden. The human hand is the tree of knowledge. The hand of God is the tree of life. Do you serve God or man? I mean, that's really the separation between heaven and hell. The living and the dead. And you are going to have to decide all in of one or the other. And I pray you serve the hand of God. I pray you serve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the hand of God. If by the finger of God, the Holy Spirit, we drive out demons, then you know the kingdom of heaven has come upon you. Jesus called the hand of God the Holy Spirit the Spirit of God that drives out darkness, confusion, every lie, especially in America because we're so intellectual and we're so religious that we need to drive out our education. Education is a demon. Now you can be educated, as it's written, they'll all be taught of Christ. That's what the Bible says. And they shall all be taught of Christ. And they shall all be taught of God. And Christ is the seven spirits of God coming through every real believer's belly. Out of your belly will flow rivers of the seven spirits of God. For those who believe, but of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost, God's sevenfold Holy Spirit, the Messianic anointing. 
the messianic anointing from within, our bowels of compassion and our spiritual stomachs, our rich treasury of glory, teaches you all things. Building up the body of Christ unto perfection. That you may really attain full spiritual stature. Not just in the mind and hearing the word, but in the experience. In the word made flesh. And that's the main thing that blocks everyone from going to the next degree of glory is they've heard that scripture. We've been teaching the drunken glory and the knowledge of the glory in different various degrees of wisdom for the last 10 years, but a lot of people think they hear it once and then they got it, and then I check in on them a year later and they're a tattoo artist and a pothead and all about advocating marijuana. And I'm like, whoa, the same people that were once in fellowship in the glory are now drug dealers, you know? Wow, interesting. So you're telling me it's not for the carnal mind, it's not for the brain hearing the word, it's for the seed of the living word being planted in the heart to bear fruitfulness. It's about bearing fruit that lasts and staying in the anointing, staying in the kingdom of heaven within you, Luke 17, 21, and not leaving the kingdom just because you heard it all before. And a lot of you haven't heard any of this before, but to the old timers that have been around, and I was in the river movement, I was there in Toronto, I was there in Lakeland, I was, you know, I'm the glory stream, I'm so advanced, prophetic and apostolic, you know. There's people at all kinds of different levels, but I'm telling you, even the best of the best of the glory stream is like little tiny babies pooping their diapers compared to Melchizedek, compared to throne room glory coming out of our bellies of what the kingdom age will bring forth now. And that's not a sneaky way of boasting. That's to raise the standard and drown the world with grace. Drown the world with love. Loose the angels of love through everyone's hearts so that all the orphans that lack in the human nature or in the human hand can be satisfied by the hand of God. Pharisees or soulish Christians don't actually believe in God. And even some spiritual Pharisees that come to Jesus at night, like Nicodemus, probably spoke in tongues, you know, he's like, I'm down with miracles, signs, and wonders. You know? He was, he was like a Bethel church Christian, Nicodemus, who come to Jesus at night, he's like, I'm not willing to be kicked out of my Bethel church because it's awesome and we have God TV and stuff like that, but I'm going to go check out this dude at night. Um, so I can obtain, you know, retain my membership in the church club. But this dude's talking about some crazy stuff. Let's see what he's talking about. You got these charismatic Pharisees. It's time for the charismatic Pharisees to not be Pharisees anymore. To no longer do it in the head. To blow the cap off the head. The head is dead. The heart crucifies the head. <laughs> and it's time to go all in underwater in full trust of the river of life and start pastoring cities and nations. How do you do that? Christ in you does it. You don't do it. That's the thing. I have people calling me crying on the phone. I deal with Pharisees weeping, crying. They've tried. They've expended themselves. This thing's impossible. What you teach is impossible. You know, it's so easy. You just haven't come to the end of yourself. You're still trying to do it in your humanity. The end of your humanity is the beginning of His divinity. You know, have you picked up your cross and died daily? 
you know, no longer living after the human hand, but living after the hand of God, the Holy Spirit that drives out demons. Because the thing about it is with mixture, like almost every Christian in the world has mixture. They got a little bit of kingdom in them. You know, they got a little bit of revelation, a little bit of shandravakindri, but it's not all in. And so that doubt and unbelief flares up at times and betrays the Lord Jesus. And they go away sad. And they go away and they get... They harden their heart to something they don't understand and they get a little bitter. It takes them a few months to get over their animal sin and then they come back after being beat up by their own pride. Be like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to eat and drink again. I mean, people come in and out of the kingdom. It's not just Red Letter Ministries. This is the throne of grace. This is the kingdom of heaven. This is not human ministry. This is not Babylon the Great Ministry. This is kingdom of heaven ministry. This is the white throne judgment seat of Christ's ministry. And all true ministry should be from the throne, otherwise it's illegitimate. It's not authorized. It's strange fire. We have to minister from the very throne of grace that's already in us. And we just get whatever blockages in this realm of unbelief in our brain crucified with Christ so that we're real believers, full believers. Full spiritual stature is putting no limitations on the abilities of the throne of grace already in your bowels of compassion, wide open, blazing through everyone in unconditional love. You live in the full geyser of the glory in your guts, releasing through everyone's spiritual stomachs, and their bellies get full of grace. And they start treating you differently because the human animal or or the fallen nation that you're dealing with there has a memory bank full of darkness. And when you start pumping them full of love and light and unconditional grace and divine favor and spiritual blessings undeserved, unearned, and you just keep pumping them, their bellies full of them, you know, like milk cows, it's just a matter of time before they blow up in love and they're just going to pop. That's the actual rock-off hatching of the head and the scales falling off of Saul of Tarsus. Didn't take that long, only three days for Saul when he received perfect love of the man of fire that came down and spoke to Saul of Tarsus and knocked him off his donkey in Acts chapter 9. It only took him three days for that word to do its work and burn through its heart and brain and those scales to come off. That was the actual the removal of the tree of knowledge, the uprooting of the tree of knowledge from his stomach through his heart and out his eyes, out his soul. And he hatched. That's the scales that fall off. His scales are like the dragon eggs or the bubbles of delusion and strong delusion and magic spells and potent sorceries of Satan and his angels that are wrapping your minds to live in fantasy worlds or to be trapped in the natural dimension. To live a lie according to the flesh instead of your divine destiny according to the spirit. But the sons of God will manifest so much grace through everyone that no one will be able to live a lie. This is the day where everyone's hearts are revealed or there's enough grace, great grace, they'll come out shouting great grace through all of their stomachs, hearts, and minds, through all their spiritual abilities, through all their spiritual statures that they actually manifest in the true likeness of whom God created them to be, the sons and daughters of the living God. And they'll stand up like a redwood forest in the whole world. They'll literally stand up in the heavens like pillars of light. I tell you the truth, they'll stand up and be taller than the second heavens. And you already are once you're out of the flesh. Your spirit is in the Holy Spirit. 
So even if you're a day one Christian, your spirit has the Holy Spirit's ability. And the Holy Spirit's the creator. So even though you're just a little baby, since you're wrapped in the creator of the little baby, your spirit, spirit of spirits, or God of gods, as is written in Psalms, the God of gods, you are in the God of gods, and by your faith in the God of gods, you have his ability because you are his son and you are his daughter. You are the offspring of the divine. You are the offspring of the living father, the holy father, the almighty. It's, it's real. That's what your spirit is. Your spirit looks exactly like God the father in the spirit. There's no mistaking it. This person's born again. They look just like God the Father. I make my ministers or my sons and daughters flames of fire. God the Father is fire. Seven blazing torches of fire. That's His Spirit present through all the earth. And that's what you look like. You look like God the Father. Now the part of you that doesn't look like Him, that's just the deception. That's just the lies you believe from the accuser of the brethren. You burn all those lies out of your hearts and minds. You come into agreement with the Word of God, the anointing of God, and the blood of God, and all of that deception just falls off you like scales. And we're accelerating the removal of all deception. Because the devil's a liar. Belial. The, the Apostle Paul quotes the, the term of Satan that he's dealing with in his churches as Belial, the liar. He plants these little larva eggs in the brain, and next thing you know, they turn on their own spirits. It's called bewitchment. Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. Christians that actually fight their own spirit and insist on carnal religion of Satan and his angels, the angel of light that deceives and binds them into the earth. So it's about do's and don'ts, good and bad, left and right, instead of up, 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 up and down in the true elevation of the glory cloud. Revelation 14, 14, it shows you the elevation of going from glory to glory until you're seated on top of the cloud with the one like the Son of Man wearing the gold crown holding the sharp sickle. Jesus told you 2,000 years ago, here's the blueprint for global glory harvest. You go from glory to glory by realizing the glory of the rich treasury of glory, and you obey the glory and the word of glory, and ascend the glory until you sit on the cloud of glory with the king of glory, wearing the crown of glory, and then you swing the sickle of glory through the nations, and everyone comes into the kingdom of glory. He told you that 2,000 years ago. The white cloud, how to ascend. Now, it's spiritual stuff, so we had so much carnal religion in us to get us out, it, it took 2,000 years to really to open the scroll, so to speak, to break the seals, which means to open the scroll or to understand the Word of God. If it's sealed, then you need the Spirit to open the seal, which, which is also known as revelation. When you open a seal in your heart, you open a seal in your mind, you open your door or your window in the temple and the glory comes in like a flood and you're illuminated by the Messiah. You're transfigured by the Messiah. Be transfigured by the renewing of your mind by revelation. <laughs> revelation opens the seal. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. That's how you go from glory to glory. 
You step on the stairway of revelation and you build your spirit up and you begin to have confidence in your spirit overriding your natural man and the spiritual man overrides the natural man and the spiritual man is called the tree of life and the natural man is called the tree of knowledge and the tree of life consumes the tree of knowledge the seventh day. Because we have so much revelation, so much feasting. The marriage supper of the Lamb is the feasting of revelation, the drinking of revelation, that we can actually consume and subdue the beast, which is the natural man or the tree of knowledge. Same thing. And obviously, when the spiritual man of the third heaven consumes the natural man of the second heaven, the false prophet has no power over you because you don't listen to Belial anymore. Lies can't even work in the glory fire. That's why they don't even tempt me. I mean, Pharisees don't even tempt me for 12 years of ministry. All they do is attack our flocks because they know I can't be deceived by them because they're devils. And they pull people with lesser revelation away all the time by the thousands, and they go out and go into captivity to some faction leader and some sorcerer and some little cult. But, you know, a lot of times they just get burnt out and get set free and come back crying later saying, Oh my God, I'm so sorry, I was wrong. I've seen it a thousand times. I mean, we've been doing this thing 12 years. Wave upon wave, wave upon wave. It's crazy. So the accuser of the brethren is powerless once you've gone to glor- from glory to glory to the level of the Son of Man who sits on the cloud. And that's the place of full spiritual stature. And then the cloud carries you around the earth. When you are young, Peter, you did what you wanted. But when you're older, someone stronger than you will bind you and, ter- and take you. So you're bound to Jesus, a bondservant in chains to Jesus, and you go from glory to glory, which is the removal of your human nature or your human sin and all of your doubt and unbelief and everything in your heart and mind that disagrees with the Word until you're seated on the cloud with the Word of God. The King of glory is the Word of God. And then the cloud carries you where you go. That's full spiritual stature. And that's when the harvest begins. When you hit the mark of the high calling in Christ which every Christian is called to hit and stay there on top of the cloud in the Son of God with a clean conscience, an open heart, just perfect on the inside, just filled with the Godhead made full, just living in full spiritual stature, living in the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus, and then pulling everyone up through the cloud of glory, which is the refiner's fire, onto the top of the cloud of glory and living over the earth. That's the rule rule and reign of Christ a thousand years. And that's the great harvest. When you're up here with no flies, no foxes, nothing blocking Him from being Himself, Jesus Christ, through your bodies laid down and surrendered. And then the floods are released. I mean, immediately, that whole cloud of Revelation 14.14 is how we bring in the harvest. That's how Revelation 7 happens. Who are these multitudes beyond counting? These are those that boldly approach the throne of grace. A billion souls at least. Multitudes beyond number. These are those who come out of the great tribulation that were living in the witchcraft of Jezebel of externalism, but entered the glory cloud and began going from glory to glory. And all the witchcraft of externalism was washed into the lake of fire, the beast, the false prophet, and the red dragon. And the universe was consumed by the ability given to us through Jesus Christ the day he, he died on the cross. The day He rose again. You're actually utilizing the cross in reality for what it's good for. To bring heaven to earth as a portal through your spirit. Because that's the new covenant. By the blood of the Lamb. Your spirit, the blood covenant. 
in blood covenant to God the Father so that the Father can raise you up. The Father is the Spirit of glory, the Spirit of revelation. And He raises you up into the exact likeness through experience of Jesus Christ, firstborn from amongst the dead and firstborn amongst many. So there be an army of Jesus Christ or an army of sons of God. Obviously, He's the only one worshipped. He's God Himself. (laughs) We're the redeemed creation He died for so that we could be like Him. It's called godliness. I mean, who would deny Him His glory and reject transfiguration and just stay human? That's the trampling of His blood underfoot. His blood is for your metamorphosis. His blood is for your transfiguration. His blood is to produce all of His divine ability to become the norm, effortless, because that's who you are as a spirit the day you're born again. Don't go back into the flesh. Don't make a compact or a covenant with demons of doubt and unbelief to have a reward in Babylon. All those covenants, all those death spirits, all those fear spirits are being eradicated from the heavens and the earth faster than ever before. You will waste your entire life if you don't focus on Christ in you, the hope of all glorious things. Just all in for Christ, all in for the tree of life, and have nothing to do with the tree of knowledge. Because the tree of knowledge is the lie. The tree of knowledge is the wasting of your life going after the flesh. The tree of life is the life of the Spirit. The life that Jesus Christ died for, for you to live in holiness, in righteousness, in favor, in abundant life, and in wisdom, building her seven pillars through your whole hearts and minds so that you can be a pillar that stands up in the second heavens all the way into the third heaven and brings heaven to earth constantly, effortlessly by the blood of the Lamb and by your Christian maturity and by your manifest sonship. In the name of Jesus Christ. We love you guys. Be blessed. Partner with Red Letter Ministries, redlettermen.com. We'll see you tomorrow.